0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable. After last week's episode was published, I had to hit up my friends that work in social justice, the folks that be on the front line trying to, you know, get rights for Black folks and women folks and trans folks and, you know, folks. I had to hit them up and be like, yo, you deserve every vacation that you've ever taken. You deserve every cocktail that you've ever had before 5 p.m. You deserve every midday nap and every Sunday brunch. The shit they putting up with on a daily? I can't do this on a regular basis. I do a podcast primarily about, because you listen, you're here, you know what it is, about pop culture and entertainment. Current events, if it's a big news story, we'll talk about it. I also realized... I got this big-ass platform. I can't just use it for dumb shit. Like, it must be put towards purpose at some point. The way folks have cursed me the fuck out for the last 72 hours, I thought it was bad talking about relationships and anti-sexism and feminism. Y'all, trying to talk about inclusion? I ain't never been cursed out like this before. This lady told me, she came in the comments on social media, We had a back and forth. We didn't agree, but it didn't get disrespectful in any way. And then, like, two days later, she came in my inbox and was like, I just want you to know I'm very disappointed with your take on it's okay. You could be disappointed. It's okay for you to have feelings. There's no need to come and sit them on my doorstep. Like I said what I said. Sometimes I'll say things that you won't agree with. That's okay. That's okay. It happened. But sis came to me and she was like, I'm so disappointed in you and blah, blah, blah. This is after she's already been in my comments. And she was like, you know what? You need to quit. You're losing your edge. Maybe it's time for you to go focus on your novel. Really? I need to quit my whole fucking job because you don't like my take on inclusivity of trans women? Are you fucking kidding me? That's just the one that stood out. I got the regular fuck you's and you're anti-woman. And I was like, I'm anti-woman? Me? That one always kills me. Because half the time they'd be like, you're anti woman, you're a pick me. And then, like, the other side will be like, you're a feminist and you hate men. And I was like, really? So I wanna pick the men that I hate? What, what, what? Choose, choose, goddammit. Y'all be confusing me. I don't know what my perception is in the world anymore. I got a perception, I don't know what y'all's perception is. I'm in London. It's overcast, as it has been the last three episodes. All this rain. It's doing something to the, like, drainage plumbing system near my apartment. It smells like sewage upstairs. I can literally only go upstairs in my place to go to sleep. And then I wake up to the smell of sewage. Like, it's so terrible. I'm trying to work with Airbnb to fix it. Like, I wanted to move out and go to a hotel. And then they were also like, well, you know, it's only like a week left. And I was like, so live with sewage for a week? It's not a good situation. I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm also trying to stay out of the house like as much as possible. I so should have gone to Spain. And I was like, oh, I'm trying to be responsible for why. For why. That's not who I am. I could be in a thong on a beach, letting the sun hit my ass. And instead, I'm in my flat, trying not to inhale too hard. The joys of travel. (laughs) I've scheduled some day trips or maybe just like an overnighter. I've only got literally like 11 days left. And I told y'all before, there's some things that I hadn't had a chance to do. One of them is to go to Oxford. I want to do Oxford, Stonehenge, and Windsor Castle. Also bath, but I'm going to do that separately. I think I want to do an overnight in bath. They have the thermal springs and the Roman baths from way back in the day. They're supposed to have amazing spas. I was in Budapest. I did like all the thermal springs, but I never did get a proper rub down. I couldn't find like a good hamam. Remember I was in Turkey? This is years ago. I think I had the podcast. I don't know if I talked about when I went to Istanbul, but there was this woman, Phyllis. She rubbed me down like a big ass man. Her hands were magic. She was amazing. I love that woman. I was like, do I have to go all the way back to Turkey to get like a good hamam experience? It was worth it. I have a friend who wants to get hair plugs and Turkey's like the hair plug capital. And I was like, can I get more dental work? I know I just got braces. I don't want to get caps or anything, but maybe just like special whitening. Turkey specializes in dental care, and it's like really cheap compared to America. Anyone who knows me knows how I am about teeth. But yeah, so there's a couple plays I want to see. There's this big polo match, which I don't think I'm going to go because it's supposed to rain. It's like London's version of New York's, and I specifically say New York, New York's Clico Polo Classic. It's an event specifically targeted to black folks, and they come out in all of their African print finery, which I don't have any of it with me. I send it all back with my mom, and I specifically say African print and not anything specific because it's like a, an Africa event. It's not built toward one specific country. All I do is wear something cute. I got razzle-dazzle, but I ain't trying to be razzle-dazzle in the rain. It's a 40% chance of rain tomorrow, which, you know, it's London. It guarantees it's going to rain. And then there's, like, these foodie pop-ups here that actually aren't too far from my house. So I want to go to, like, these two restaurants. They're Black-owned, Black women-owned. So I want to go support their restaurants and, like, also eat good. I found a Mexican restaurant yesterday. One of the best margaritas I've ever had in or out of Mexico. Amazing. I can't remember the name of it. I got my lashes done, and then I had, like, an hour wait between my nails and my lashes. I was like, oh, I'll just walk around. I'll get my 10,000 steps in. I tried to do a minimum 10,000 every day and did. But I was walking around and then it was about to rain because London. And so I popped into this Mexican spot and it was really, really good. I just cannot remember the name of it. It's over by Baker Street, which is where I used to live when I lived here when I was a kid. My old roommate hit me up the other day. Actually, I hit her up the other day. I was thinking about going to Venice and I haven't talked to her in years. I was like, you've been on my mind super heavy. I was planning this trip to Venice and I was thinking about you. She was like, oddly enough, I'm in Venice with my boyfriend. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? So now we're trying to figure out how to reconnect. I got to find her. That was my ace. White girl from Annapolis. If you saw us together, you'd be like, what do they have in common? Everything. I'm very reflective. My year anniversary, I actually think of this as more of my quote unquote birthday than I do my actual birthday now. August 9th is when I decided to roll out from America. I feel like that's the day I was reborn. When I was like, I'm going to take a chance on me. I'm going to try some new shit. I'm going to move to Africa. It'll be a year in August. It's been the craziest, wildest, most exciting, most devastating, most every superlative that you can think of, good and bad. Like, that's what this year has been. It's been an amazing fucking year. I was trying to make this Instagram video, and I was going back through pictures and videos in my phone. And (laughs) the number of times I've had, like, near misses with death, (laughs) I stopped playing with my life like this. Like I'm not 20 something. I don't think I'm invincible. Why am I acting like this? Anyway. What do we have on the agenda this week? Do we have good black news? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. The list that I have this week is short. I don't know if I just haven't been paying enough attention to stuff, or really there's just not much going on. I mean there's things, but it's not the usual fare we cover. You know, I'm very. What's the word? (laughs) Gatekeepy? It's like it's a period. Of um what we do and don't discuss here. Like I wanna I wanna have a standard, you know. The end of last episode there was more news about Carly, the young lady in, in Alabama who lied about her abduction. There's really no more to say on that. But her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, released a statement saying quote and unquote, he was disgusted with what his ex girlfriend did. So he wants everybody to know he's a single man and he don't support none of this shit. I know that he had a public voice before about looking for Carly and being glad that Carly was found and then defending Carly. But I was like, you doing a lot for a boyfriend. Like you ain't no husband. <laughs> like you just trying to use this situation? To get your name out there. Stop it. Not off this. Not off this. Not off this. It's like me and my family are kind of compassion. Sir, your family is not directly affected by this. You're not her husband. Just as quick as you were to be like my ex-girlfriend. Like, it was real clear. Like, you had a bond. Now you don't. You just said the word. It's done. You're not locked in to this situation. This doesn't affect your name, your likeness, your business, your nothing going forward. Carly and her family, that's a different story. I told you I went and read up on the Tawana Brawley story because Carly's situation keeps getting compared to hers. And apparently, she and her family had to leave New York because of the harassment and backlash they received from Tawana, who was 15 at the time, lying about being abducted and assaulted. And Tawana Brawley's case happened in like 1987, 88. So she and her family moved out of state. She changed her name. She's changed her name several times, I think. Kind of moved on with her life as much as she can. She's held different jobs. But every three to five years, someone decides to go track her down And exposes where she works, what her new name is, and then brings up how she lied about this abduction and assault when she was 15 years old. It becomes a huge news story wherever she is, and she has to reset her life and start over again. She's now somewhere around, I'd say, 51, 52. My fear is this is what's going to also happen to Carly. Tawana at least had youth on her side. Carly's a 25-year-old woman. She did a very, very stupid thing. And I hate that it's probably going to follow her for the rest of her life. She's not going to be able to go by her government name. And it's going to be hard for her to hold a job as soon as anyone finds out, oh, you're the girl that did what? They're going to assume she's crazy. Or she's a liar, which, you know, the girl did publicly lie. I'm going to assume that she's going to grow and mature and move on for this. At some point, she's going to be 30 and 35 and 40 and 50. This is going to be like a youthful mistake. But it's still going to follow her because of how public it was. I mean, the girl did some silly shit. But the, the grown person in me reflecting on youth doesn't feel like it's something that should affect her entire life. But it will. And that's really sad. I also read she's currently free. But when her lawyer did the press conference earlier this week, the local police were talking about pressing charges. Apparently, she could face up to a year in jail, which the girl don't need to go to jail. most, it's a fine and restitution. She doesn't need jail time. Nobody died. Nobody was injured. People were freaked out. People were inconvenienced. I'm thankful that it's all that it was. This is not a jail situation. Violent criminals need to go to jail. They need to be locked away for the good and betterment and safety of society. But everybody else, like, come on. Aren't jails overrun enough? I ain't trying to start talking about prison reform and shit. I ain't trying to be additionally cursed out. I'm being cursed out enough trying to advocate for some decent treatment for trans folk. Let me not add any other controversy in addition. I can't fight a war on two fronts. <sighs> I dragged the fuck out of me for that. I ain't never been dragged like this before. Mama Tina and Uncle Richard, Beyonce's mom and her husband of eight years, now estranged husband, Mama Tina filed for divorce from him. I thought they were happy. And as I should, like, if you have marital issues, they really should not be on the internet. The first sign that things were falling apart to the public should be when somebody files for divorce. Like, you're not supposed to put your business on the internet. People be like, oh, they was out here acting happy? Yes, because they didn't put their marital strife on the internet. They weren't supposed to. Folks are going back, pulling up old clips. There was some clip from Black Love where Miss Tina was talking about Uncle Richard as a partner. And she was like, you know, like, I pray... For things that I wanted in a partner. She said he had most of what she was looking for, but she said he's not perfect. And he was like, I'm not perfect. And she was like, no. <laughs> and people are like, it's so rude to disrespect your man that way. And I was like, yo, the way women are expected to uphold men's egos. Oh my God. The man got to know he's not perfect. Nobody is. Miss Tina posted. I want to say it was in response, but she didn't specifically say it. Let me pull up exactly what she posted the quote from the black love interview is her saying that that her husband wasn't perfect and what she posted on her page was i'm careful not to confuse excellence with perfection excellence i can reach for perfection is god's business and i was like yeah that's a direct response to that clip circulating okay but the look on his face like he looked genuinely hurt i was like i don't know if she meant to hurt him that way and people were like i saw the signs then did you did you really Sometimes couples have bad days and are snippy with each other. That doesn't mean they don't love each other. That doesn't mean their marriage isn't going to last. It doesn't mean they hate each other. It just means, you know, folks is being assy that day. It happens. It's very ungood that it happened on camera. Anybody in a relationship for more than 90 days can tell you there are times when mofos get on your nerves. When that love haze wears off, it don't mean the love is worn off. It means the haze is worn off. You be looking at a mofo like, (laughs) I love you, but... Folks went and found everything. They dug into that man's life. They found this clip Miss Tina had posted. She and Richard were in Paris. (laughs) It's so fucking rude. They were in Paris. They were having cappuccinos. And she was trying to pronounce. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. My English pronunciations are terrible. My French is even worse. She was trying to pronounce the name of this main thoroughfare in Paris. Is it option A or is it option B? She was like, I asked my husband, and this is what he said to me. And she turned the camera around to him, and it was like, it don't matter. You're going to mispronounce it anyway, because you country. It's the way he said it. It was so damn rude. Do I have the audio for that? I'm having a great cup of cappuccino with my boo. The boo is Richard's. And I just asked him, was it Champ elysee or Champ elysee And this was his response. She gonna fuck it up anyway because she country. <laughs> so it don't matter whether it's Élysée or Élysée or Élysée. Y'all like that anyway. She gonna fuck it up anyway because she country. <laughs> they weren't having a good couple's day. Folks also went and found what Uncle Richard been looking at on the Twitter. (laughs) Apparently, he really enjoys porn. He likes it real hardcore. He likes real big titties. He likes to see real big dick, too. I had to look at it uh, for research purposes a couple times. I wanted to make sure that I had an accurate description to give to y'all. I got stuck, though, because, like, it got to be the same guy. I don't think it's different men. His penis was like one of them portable speakers. It was huge. It's like the microphone that I'm talking to y'all on right now. I got one of them blue microphones. It's a big microphone. It was a big penis. If you go search hashtag Richard Lawson on Twitter, it should come up because people keep reposting it. Somebody took video of Richard Lawson's likes before he deleted his Twitter page because he did. He's he's over this shit. People were like, Unc didn't know that we could see his likes publicly. In fairness he been liking this shit for years and nobody thought to go access it until there was a divorce announcement. But they went and found all his Twitter porn, which it's embarrassing. It's also hilarious. It was no children, no animals. Everyone was of age and seemed to be consenting. It's not really a scandal. It's a little embarrassing. Yes. I wouldn't want y'all to know what I'm looking at on X videos. That's why I use a VPN. Shameless plug. But nothing he was looking at was super scandalous. We just know what he really likes. Like, okay, you like porn with women with really big titties. And really, really graphic porn. Of all black people, I think that's notable. And men with gigantic penises. The type that would put safari to shame. Which again, I only looked at, you know, three or four or five times for research purposes for this podcast. But they're going their separate ways. A lot of people are blaming Miss Tina and they were like, well, this is her second divorce. I was like, ain't it his second divorce too? The man is 76. Was he not married before Miss Tina? They've only been married eight years. You telling me Miss Tina was his first wife? Let's go look that up. Because he has a daughter. Richard Lawson marriage. Yeah, he had another spouse. He was married from 1978 to 1989. Apparently, if you get married and divorced, I think the reigning statistic, I don't know if it's still accurate. If you marry, you have a 50% chance of getting a divorce. And if you have a second marriage, I want to say it's a 70% chance of getting a divorce. This is one of them times I need the podcast to be on video so you can see my face. I'm making the Jay-Z cringe face. The people keep blaming Miss Tina and they were like, well, she had one husband and she left him. She's leaving this new husband. You talking about she left the first husband after 30 some odd years? The husband that had a baby on her? He at least had one baby on her. And everybody used to talk about how Matthew Knowles was a whore. And then he had the baby on her and everybody was like, see? And apparently is not taking care of that baby. Because the mother of the child did some recent interview. I want to say the kid is like 13 and it's like Beyonce doesn't have a relationship with my son who's never met his father. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. The whole article was focused on Beyonce and I was like, so you more concerned about meeting Beyonce than you are about like the father of your child meeting the child? And they say shit about Solange. I was like, Solange ain't his sister too? Just Beyonce? Really? Messy. So you telling me Miss Tina should have stayed with him? I don't know what happened with Miss Tina and Uncle Richard. That's grown folks' business. You're talking about a 69 year old woman and a 76 year old man. That business is too advanced for me. The things ain't work out. Folks was like, why can't they just stick it out? Like they old. Y'all sound crazy. You want somebody to sit up in misery, just be like, well, we old. So they miserable. That's why they getting a divorce. You don't divorce when you're happy. People get a divorce because they want peace. I wish them the best. I have no idea what went wrong. I actually hope that I am never informed about what went wrong. It's not our business. If you want to put it in a tell-all years from now, so be it. But in the midst of it, we the public can do nothing to heal it. We we the public can do nothing to fix it. You can come and tell us your woes, and I'll talk about them on the podcast, but I, I can't fix shit. I wish them the best. I hope they find the peace that they are both in search of. Folks was like, Uncle Richard will be okay. He's a good-looking man. He's 76. I'm not saying it's the end of the road for him. That you really going to get remarried after 76? You already had two wives? It didn't work out? Folks are obsessed with marriage. Like the woman just filed for divorce. Y'all already talking about folks remarrying. They still married. They legally can't even marry nobody. They still married. Filing doesn't mean you single. Filing means you filed. You could date. But they already talking about folks getting remarried. I was like, please let folks off the hamster wheel. Let folks heal. Shit. Is there any other news this week? Nothing I really care to talk about. I do want to talk about my shows, though. If you have not watched the most recent episode of Sex in the City or Hijack, you might want to log off because I'm about to go full spoilers. I watched Sex in the City. I think we talked about this last episode that I wasn't excited about the return of Aiden. And I was like, Carrie was never really that into him. Like, she was always into Big. And Aiden was the backup. She cheated on Aiden with Big while he was married to Natasha. But Carrie went ahead and sent that email. And then Aiden was in town on Valentine's Day. And I was so unenthused by it. Carrie was sitting in the restaurant. I was like, Aiden stood her up. Good for him for having some self-respect. I know there was love there. And I think in her own fucked up way that Carrie actually did feel something for him. He's good on paper. He genuinely did love Carrie. I get the idea of wanting to see her again and catch up after all these years. Like, I get it. But I was not excited about this reunion until Carrie walked out of the restaurant and turned around and Aiden was there. I gasped. My little heart went thump, thump. And then he held out his arms and she rushed into him and then he rubbed her hair. I was like, I'm done. I squealed. I gasped. I felt giddy and light inside. Like, oh, oh, I was like, where is this coming from? This is so unlike me. Then they sat in the restaurant, like all giggly and catching up. And I was so happy. And they went back to the apartment. And then Aiden was like, oh, you still live here? And they refused to go up the steps. And they had the whole conversation about the apartment and what it represented and how he can't go back there again. And I was like, oh, they're having the cell phone conversation that Michelle and old boy had at the cell phone store in survival of the thickest. Like they talk about the phone. She was like, do you want to fix the old phone or do you want to upgrade to a new phone? We're not actually talking about phones, are we? Aiden and Carrie went back and forth. She was standing on the steps. So they were eye to eye. They were equals because he towers over her. Aiden put his foot down and he was like, I cannot go back there. I cannot go back there. And I was like, Aiden, I get it. I get it. As giddy as I feel. Like, I understand. This woman broke your heart. Like, you yelled at her in the middle of the street. You broke my heart. And now you're back? For another round of that? Turns out he really just honestly bent the apartment. Because he went out into the street and was like, I should go. And then turned around and was like, it's New York. They're hotels. So apparently they left and went to a hotel together. And in the previews for upcoming episodes, Miranda's like, don't you think you're going a little fast with Aiden? You're just throwing yourself into it. And I was like, yes, finally, critical ass Miranda is back. Speaking of Miranda, she's getting better. Remember like previous episodes, I was like, Che and Miranda can both get the fuck off this show. Like, I'm so sick of both of them. Miranda and her cynicism... And her logic are such deeply important parts of this show. And Miranda not exhibiting it for like, I don't know, a season and a half, has been driving me nuts. Now that Miranda's acting like she has a little bit of sense, she's moved on from Che. She's trying to figure out whatever with this next chick. She got to that lady's apartment. I don't know why she took her coat off. Because if I showed up at a man's apartment, like I'm dressed to the nines. I'm thinking we about to have a fancy dinner at the house before I envelop you. And then... I show up and you in sweats and it's in a crowded studio apartment with the cat locked in the bathroom, the little litter thing sitting out, you know, that shit stink. I, no, I know it's Valentine's day. You don't want to be in the house. You want to have a moment. You want to have a story in Miranda's case. She really wanted to get laid, but I was like, this is what vibrators are for, sis. Keep your coat on and your kitty pack and you carry it back on home, sis. And Carrie had to tell her, she was like, why don't you just leave? And Miranda was like, can I ma'am? Ma'am. And then Miranda pointed out. She was like, 36-year-old Miranda would have been bounced. And she was like, and 56-year-old Miranda is sitting here thinking about it. And I was like, sis, you have lost yourself. Come back to yourself, please. I think she's on the way back. I actually find Miranda's storyline, now that she's starting to come back to herself, I actually find it very realistic. Like, it's driven me up a wall. But I think people especially when you get into a marriage you really don't want to be in, or it could be any situation, but a marriage especially. A lot of people, especially women, lose themselves in their marriages and then going through a divorce or right after a divorce just make all sorts of sloppy decisions. And I kind of think that that's where Miranda is, and it's very true to how people behave in real life. It's just very jarring to see a character like Miranda who was once so logical and self-assured and so grounded becomes so much unlike herself. But do we all not know people that this has happened to in real life? I mean, shit, it might be you. I was like, maybe that's why it drives me so crazy. It's like I'm seeing parts of who I used to be and it's ugly. Because that character was driving me up a wall. Che, I just don't fucking like. And Che is actually tolerable when she's not with Miranda. Che doesn't bother me when she's hanging out with Carrie. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte's storyline doesn't bother me. I'm glad she's also coming back to herself. I feel like this is an episode of rediscovery. Carrie's going back to Aiden. Charlotte got high as fuck on accident because of her bratty child. Lily is awful. People were people like, she's a teenager. That's just how they are. Like, they turn back around around 23, 24. I don't understand how anybody makes it to 23. And also, like, Nicole Ari Parker, like, they have a teenage son. He's awful, too. So is his girlfriend. And I was like, how are these kids not getting punched in the face? I don't advocate for beating children, or anyone for that matter. If one of them was to get a good slap, I wouldn't advocate for it, but I'd understand how it happened. They're awful. And people are like, yeah, that's really how teenagers act. Is it? I'm sorry, Mom. I didn't mean it. (laughs) Oh. But Charlotte's getting back to herself. She decides she's going to get a job again. She feels a little lost in the world, which I was like, good. Good for Charlotte. Miranda found her self-respect. The show does not know what to do with with the professor, Naya. See, I can't even remember the woman's name. And she's black. Like, you know, I usually pay attention to the black people. They just don't know what to do with her. They broke her up with her husband. And it it was fine. Like her story about being home for Valentine's Day and making a souffle and drinking wine. She seemed completely happy and at peace. I have had that moment where, again, all you want is peace. I wasn't mad at it. But I was just like, you know, she just, she never has really a story. Her story just feels very underdeveloped, same as Seema. After she broke up with the guy who still lived with his wife, like she really hasn't had any story. Nicole R.A. Parker is the best thing on the show, which I think I say every episode. I really don't see black parents letting their kids be alone in the house for Valentine's Day knowing they're gonna be fucking in the house. I don't know how parents are handling teenagers and sex these days. And it's also like a boy instead of a girl because people tend to treat their sons much, much, much differently than their daughters when it comes to sex. So I don't know how realistic it was that they were like, oh, you and your girlfriend can just come here. I really want Nicole Ari Parker to get a spinoff. She's the most interesting thing about Sex and the City, including the return of Aiden. Carrie's character has moments, but consistently what I tune in for is Nicole Ari Parker. Lisa Todd Wexley is everything. and has the best clothes. I was like, how you gonna have the best clothes over the star of the show? If I was Sarah Jessica Parker, I'd feel petty. She a better woman than me. I'd be like, why this new chick got all the good clothes? That's me, though. Hijack. This show makes my nerves so damn bad. I have all of my timelines, both Facebook pages and Instagram. I have convinced that they have to watch this show. People getting pissed off at the show and be like, I blame you. You did this. I did. I did. It's so good, but it's so damn stressful. This latest episode... I think I blocked out everything except the son is in the apartment with the quote and unquote cleaners. I'm like, son, son, don't be a hero like your dad. Get the fuck out. You should have gone out the window when you had the chance. Now you downstairs trying to call the police to the house. If the cleaners find you, they will kill you. Idris Elba's son cannot die. The the black child cannot die. I will lose it. And then up in the sky, the passengers on the plane decided, fuck it, we're going to go for broke. Idris Elba and one of the other passengers are actually attacking the hijackers. Some random woman gets a text, goes to the bathroom, throws her hair in a bun, comes out with a gun, shoots the pilot, and then locks herself in the cockpit. What the fuck? That all happened within the last 60 seconds of the show. From episode three going forward, I know what it is. The last five minutes gonna raise my blood pressure. But we're in minute five, okay? We're in minute four, okay. We're in minute three, okay, we're in minute two, okay. Even when Idris Elba attacked the dude, we knew that it was coming, that the passengers were going to rebel. I'm thinking the gun going to go off and shoot a part of the plane and the plane going to go zigzaggy all over the place. They're going to have a forced landing. I'm thinking something like that. Never in my wildest dreams, there's some random we haven't been paying any attention to for the entire season. It's just going to go in the bathroom, throw it in a ponytail and then kill the captain. She shot the captain straight in the head. I did not see that coming. And then locked herself in the cockpit. I was like, can she fly? You never know. Women do all sorts of things these days. See Barbie. The co-pilot is there. The chick does know how to fly. And then next week is the last episode. It's the finale of the season. I was like, wait, what? Like that shit better be three hours. Y'all gotta land the plane. I think the plane lands. Maybe. How y'all gonna wrap this situation up in one episode? Usually when I watch shows, I can kind of make a somewhat reasonable prediction of where the show might be going. I have no idea what's about to happen. Like, none whatsoever. They just be throwing these wild cards in there. And also, British storytelling is entirely different than American storytelling. Like, Americans like to wrap things up in a bow. British folks be like, nah, we're just going to do what serves the story. I don't know what serves this story. They might fuck around just blow the plane out the sky and be like, did I just watch seven episodes of television for y'all to blow the plane up and, and 200 people die? Maybe. Maybe. Anything can happen. All right. That's the episode for this week. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday. I don't have a vacation from the pod coming up for the next couple weeks. I'll let you know. But I do need a little break. Y'all on my ass right now. Good Lord. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't stopping. But God damn, y'all on me right now. All right. Talk soon. Bye.